I'm gonna tell you something. I'm Star-Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl, fell in love. That girl died, but then she came back. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. He left out some important information, but that is the gist of it. Hello and welcome back to A Star Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, you know, that's funny that you say that, because did you realize that our last actual mini Marvel was a double doozy after our Gwen Stacy Part 2 episode? Oh, it was when we recorded two Episodes in one night? Yeah. It was that long ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, because our 50th, which was supposed to be like, you know, like a regular episode, we ended up pivoting and doing that 50 questions episode. So it's been a while since we've had a proper mini Marvel. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, so welcome back, everybody. Hello. (laughs) If my voice sounds a little stuffy, it's because it is. (laughs) Me too, actually. I have a little tonsil stones going on with me oh my gosh yeah fun times oh yeah if you've never had those consider yourself lucky <laughs> and it's a little cold here in california too it's a little bit i yeah. think my body's like yeah uh what are you doing like what are we doing here like it's it's like <laughs> 80, it's 80 it's it's 85 degrees <laughs> one week and then it's like yep. 65 exactly cold so that said welcome to mini marvel number nine where we talk about the broader marvel universe and the mcu's hottest topics usually mm-hmm. however this episode we're going to deviate from that usual outline and actually devote the entire episode no spoilers withheld so this is your warning now like we'll talk about some stuff that's not tremendously spoilerific but this episode is basically a spoiler filled episode about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We are not sorry. We're not sorry. Officially in theaters as of yesterday, if you're listening to this on the weekend. Um, so yeah, uh, before we get into all of that, just yep. one major thing we need to talk about real quick. Finally, we can talk about. <laughs> yes. So very happy to announce that some sensational news we have is that we've been invited by the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County to uh, be a guest at their first Friday's event. So this entire season, we've talked about it here and there. Um, the over the overarching theme is fandoms and fantasy, and uh, each month has tackled a different subgenre of of that stuff, and so. Um, the last session, which is in, J- in June, is all about superheroes. And so they they featured a podcast for every uh, month, and we happen to be the one for superheroes. You heard it here first, <laughs> baby. Yeah, so the May uh, session just ended as of yesterday, but, um, but yeah, so we're really happy to be a part of their final uh, event of the season. Uh, you can get tickets at nhm.org 
forward slash first Fridays. Um, we'll be sure to post the link. Uh, it's pretty, pretty cut and dry. You know, it is what it is. And um, exciting it's, stuff. It's an evening event. You've never been to one of these, I right, Jeff? I haven't been to one yet. They're no. pretty awesome, to be honest, because they look incredibly fun. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some yeah. like, social stuff on it. And yeah. 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 Amazing social stuff. Oh, right? of course. The best. <laughs> Only the best. <laughs> social content i've ever seen in my life p.s it's me (laughs) so so for those who who are not familiar it's it's essentially an evening event that takes place the second that the museum closes its regular hours so 5 p.m to 10 p.m it's got you know nightlife light uh like atmosphere it's got lights outside there's live music there's going to be at least one or two live musical performances from um, unnamed artists. I don't think they're they're announced yet, but I could be wrong. We'll we'll, we'll know that shortly. Um, as well as a live DJ. Uh, there's you know cash bars. There's food trucks. It's it's a lot of fun. And the rest of the museum is still open, so you can actually enjoy all that. And then of course, stop by the Grand Foyer where the dueling dinerals are, Ooh. and you can get some stuff from Golden Apple, which which is a, a show on a show a store on Melrose. It's a comic book shop. That's it's an old, um, I guess you could call it historical LA comic shop. Um, as well as yours truly. Uh, a stark contrast will be at the podcast corner. So stop by, say hello. Um, come chat with us and be on mic if you so desire. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun. Tickets are on sale. Um, hope to see you then. And we have some cool surprises that we're going to show at the event. And uh, yeah, should be really good. I'm like super excited for that. Super stoked. Ah, so this is how we know who our real friends are. <laughs> it shows up. True. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be great. Um, so yeah, so speaking of this episode, there's no notes. I literally put on this sheet, Guardians of the Galaxy talk. That's it. Who cares about notes? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's all, true. that's all there's it's to say. very true. Um, but to wind up to that, you know, I just posted, um, today, the, the day that we're recording this, I've just posted a reel, um, of the unboxing of the HelloFresh box. Mm-hmm. I had Jeffrey try one of the Zargnuts. <laughs> Zargnut bites uh, before the show. It's it's some good stuff. It was really good. <laughs> I can't get over. It. I was like, and he's not even peanut butter. You don't even like peanut. I'm not butter. like a huge fan of peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, and it's got peanut butter, cashews, even dates. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I was like, I don't really eat dates, but all right. But imagine that it's got mini chocolate chips, cashews, pretzels, dates, and sweet chili sauce. On top of that, peanut butter. That I tasted a little bit, but I was like, this doesn't... It doesn't do anything, it doesn't, right? It's I mean, fine. And on a bad way. And then it's got that like nice little kiss of salt on top. Yes. <laughs> Always need some, some, some yeah. fit, flaky salt. <laughs> they, they put on the little package, finishing salt. I was like, wow, that feels fancy. Um, but yeah, if you haven't yet, checked out, check out the, uh, the, the reel and, and see what the box is all about. It's really cool. Um, happy to share those recipes too. I think that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, take a look now, let's get right into it, I guess. Right. (laughs) So Jeff and I had the, uh, delightful experience of not going to the premiere, but scoring tickets for the, um, the early access, early access IMAX screenings. Yeah. And so we, we saw it last Friday, um, ahead of the game. (laughs) <laughs> I got an hour three. I, I got in line three hours early just to make sure we had good seats. You did. Yeah. Sh- I got there, I think, <laughs> I believe at f- around four. Four o'clock. Yeah. I 
unfortunately was still working yeah and i was like well miracle man over here and i was like <laughs> the er- latest i was like i don't know what i hope i can leave at this time leave work early uh because I, I didn't know when, what time they were going to start letting people in. It could have been 6.15. It could have been 6 o'clock. It could have been 6.30. <laughs> I didn't want to risk. So I was able to leave my house early. I'll get off work early at around 5 p.m. And mind you, I live about maybe 35, 40 miles away from where we saw it at. Yeah. Down in Orange County. And I was like, well... <laughs> <laughs> i hope i make it <laughs> fortunately i yeah. got there in like maybe in like around an hour i got there yeah. around by like 605 610 ish quite literally five or ten minutes before they started letting yeah. people in yeah which is the mind-blowing part too uh, yeah and i was i was able to say i was like because that line when i got there yep. got long <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, like uh, I know I was going to get in eventually, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might have had nosebleeders or front, 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 front and row. And it's an IMAX. And, and my IMAX neck, I already have neck problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so thankfully, you know, I was, I don't know, at the, at the time when they were counting people off, I think I was like 35th in line. And then by the time they were starting to let more people in or letting us in, I was like 20 something. So I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Um, And I assume it it was a full theater. So it might have been upward of 500 people total, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. And uh, yeah, so we were able to get in, get some fantastic seats and watch the film, of course, written and directed by Mr. James Gunn with music by John Murphy. Um, where do we even start? Uh, I guess we alert. Could, I guess we, yeah. This, this is the start major, of spoilers. Major. Spoilers. Major. If you haven't watched yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, yep. watch it. Come back to the episode. Yeah. And then you can yeah. listen. Because to, trust us, you're going to want to watch it. Like, yeah. Don't listen to this. Yeah. Until after, at least. 100%. Final <laughs> yeah. warning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we can say, like, this is like, I think I was telling Di this at the end. Uh, after we got out of the movie, I was like, this might be like top three, like trilogies mm. of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it ends, the send off, yeah. like the, the, the closure of mm-hmm. everybody's stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's really I mean, hard to compete. Well, and that would, that would, well, I'm going to th- just go ahead and throw it out there. Would that be Captain America, Iron Man, and then Guardians in that order? Or maybe Captain I was, America I was Guardians. I thinking are- about my Captain America, where Captain America ranks. I really oh, yeah. was. I, yeah. Because we had brought up Civil War. Well, yeah, we but talked it's about like, this. Yeah. I, think it's, I don't think it's a fair comparison because Cap's story doesn't end there. Yeah. In Civil War. Mm-hmm. In Civil War. <laughs> yes. Spoon. Fights between spoons and forks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Isn't it ironic? <laughs> um, so I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Because we get obviously his closing story, closure story yeah. in Endgame. Well, that's the thing, right? Because neither is Iron Man. It's not a closure story. Like it after Iron Man three, he still continues. Yeah. So Guardians may very well be the first complete trilogy. Complete, complete. Yeah. Up until the very second post credit scene, <laughs> yes. which we'll, we'll bring it up at the we'll end. We'll talk about it in a, um, in a bit. Yeah. But 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 no, I felt this truly feel. Yeah. Like truly feel yeah. like it's the end. Yeah. Because not sure. even, and I don't know what kind of power James Gunn has, but God, but damn, like 
because Quantum Mania obviously doesn't have that feel. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder no. definitely doesn't have that no, feel. No, not at all. It, it went to a fourth movie, but it mm-hmm. still doesn't have that. Yeah. Iron Man three. Yeah. Cap three. Yeah. You knew that there was always going to be something more. Yes. Yeah. This, so the totality of Guardians is the, like it. Oof. It. Yeah. <laughs> truly mind-blowing so let's take it back to the beginning of the film as well as much as we can remember how it goes so immediately we're reintroduced to the guardians and they're on nowhere where we left them from the holiday special yes and so they're essentially they've taken they've they've taken the remnants of what happened in infinity war to the planet to the galactic you know, space floating space head. Yes. The, the, the um, celestial, the head. celestial head. Yeah. And they're, they're rejuvenating it. They're making, taking care of the people and, and making sure that it's, it's working again. I guess. Yes. Basically just yeah. a functioning society functioning, yeah. for them that they can, yeah. you know, empower. <laughs> and I love that almost instantly as well. Like you're, you know, we jump into rocket and his flashback as a baby. A baby that's raccoon. What, that's what the movie started with. Yeah. The adorable little baby uh, raccoons like playing together is the opening, I believe is the opening scene. And and that kind of treatment is something that James has always done with Rocket. Like he ended volume two with Rocket crying. And then yes. now he's opening volume three with Rocket as a baby. And, uh, and of course the high evolutionary you know, reaching into the cage. So it reminds me, it was reminiscent to me of the, um, the last episode of the last of us where when Ellie is born and her mom is holding her and she's crying and she's like emoting in such a way that's like, Oh, the kid's a fighter. Right. And she's like, yeah, you tell him Ellie. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what kind that reminded me of when they first show rocket. Cause he's the only, like, I don't know if they're called cubs or not, but he's the only raccoon that doesn't back off. He's square off. Yeah. He, he like stares at, at this looming hand coming in. Yeah. And that immediately sets him apart from the rest of his litter. And so I kind of love that. And then that's when they transition to the modern day yeah. <laughs> raccoon and, and what he's doing oh, and, man. and how he's really taken and how he's really taken like uh, a place with not only nowhere but the guardians. Yes. Because our dear Peter Quill. Yeah. Is basically a drunkard. Yeah, he's just like yeah. not in a good place. Not in a good <laughs> place. Um fighting with Rocket like very much like the first volume. Yeah. When Ro- when they're in the bar and Rocket's drunk and he's just blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and you know and and Peter was trying to kind of placate him. Now the roles have reversed. And he's playing with his Zune. Takes the Zune. Yeah. And then here comes Adam Warlock. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah. No Literally, preface. no pun intended, but yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, I wanna say I wanna say Will I wanna say Will Poulter played a really good Yeah. Yeah. I thought that I thought he was like I think he did a great job. There was job. times where I was like genuinely afraid. I was like, oh, this guy is he's not scary. holding any punches. Yeah. And yeah. but he's like, like they said in the movie, he's He's less, he's probably like less than a year old. Like he's still yeah. super young. So think, he doesn't know anything. He think, doesn't have any moral compass. Baby Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no moral similar. compass on him. He's like, yeah. I don't know what's be- like you told mm-hmm. him to teach, show him. What was it? Yeah. Like show, like 
like show him you mean business or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. he just ends up killing yeah. the guy. We're like, everyone's yeah. like, Ugh. yeah, exactly. You need to stop killing people. It's like, I don't know the difference. Exactly. Like, yeah. And, and that's interesting because like, you know, as we've seen in the Marvel guardians of the galaxy game, when they first introduce Adam Warlock too, you know, other than the fact that he's all about alliteration yes. in the game, um, in the comic books, it is also consistent that when we first meet him, he's got this sort of naivete about him. Yeah. And they, the way that they've kind of introduced this version of the character into the MCU like that, yeah. it makes sense. You know, I could see people being like, oh, he's not as powerful as I thought it was because he's like, he's not like a, he's not like an endless killing machine Yeah, who is stern and strong headed and stuff. Uh -huh. No, he's, he's got a baby side to him. Uh, yeah. Cause he doesn't know what he, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know what, what he's capable of. He was quite literally born yesterday, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it, very quickly we're, we're introduced to, to him and why he ends up taking Rocket is all part of the bigger picture, you know. It's yeah. not only for, um, you know, the, the sovereign. The sovereign, revenge. yeah. It's because the sovereign, yeah, was created by the high evolutionary, high evolutionary yeah. Um, <coughs> which is just, you know, and it was so interesting because I was wondering, like, how were they going to introduce that character, right? Because without getting too dense and too far in the weeds, um, with that character and the lore, and I think. James did a really great job. He was daunting. Oh yeah, I don't want to pronounce the actor's name I wrong because he's at, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was daunting. That was a, a legit. Chukwudi Iwuji. Yes. Chuck. They call him Chuck. He was legit. Fantastic. Le like I was legitimately like scared. Yeah, and he was rem like remind he was the guy in Peacemaker as well, yes. right? Yeah, he's fantastic in yeah, Peacemaker. That's, that's why. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I couldn't remember if it was Suicide Squad or Peacemaker, but he terrified me in Peacemaker too. Once you find out like, oh, he's actually one of these alien things or he's possessed by one of these aliens. Mm -hmm. um, he was quite terrifying. So when, when James had been teasing like, oh, Chuck's going to be in volume three as a, I think even then he was like as a minor role. <laughs> It's like you That's liar. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, and um, but yet you know, only to reveal that he's the high evolutionary was is incredible, and I think they picked a great person to play him. And I think he, I think they explained his character very well. I think it is what it is. We've talked about they, this they, on the they, show too. They explained his purpose, what yeah. he wants to do, why yeah. he wants to do it, mm -hmm. and you immediately either hate him or you're yeah. like, well, yeah, yeah, it's um, evolution on crack shout outs nico santos for also <laughs> being one of his like oh yeah that's right like left hand right hand his main yeah. right his main like left hand right hand that was really cool to see yeah it was awesome um but yeah he's terrifying um so basically all encompassing what we've said in the last five minutes warlock invades nowhere because he is there to capture rocket mm -hmm. on behalf of the sovereign mm -hmm. on behalf of the high evolutionary <laughs> because we find out yeah rocket is one of was one of high the high evolutionaries um test experiments like, yeah. testing experiments and they cut throughout the movie they cut flashback and present day mm -hmm. of um when when they ran the experiment on rocket mm -hmm. he turned into this just genius basically yeah, yeah like immediately much. like an yeah. immediate like genius yeah and so Rocket escapes, as we see, mm -hmm. um, and High Evolutionary has literally been on a mission to 
get him back because High Evolutionary wants Rocket's brain. Yeah, because he he was able to unlock things that even a team of at least three or four, including the High Evolutionary himself, could not figure out. And yet this little trash bandit was able to figure it out. And I love his little voice. (laughs) That was killing me when he was explaining yeah. like the like what was wrong with that first yeah. that first and like he was I was like who's voicing this why am I like gonna like it's totally cry? Brad- you can tell it's Bradley you can tell it too is it really if you can even really like tell. when he was younger the inflections are there yeah and so I think no they- way. Oh yeah, and I and you know like Vin Diesel has always been adamant. No, hundred percent. I don't want to believe that. Vin Diesel has always been really adamant that oh he does Baby Groot too without changing like without anything changing his voice. And I was like oh, I don't know about that. I think they do, but for Bradley Cooper, I think it's definitely him. But they did use a voice changer to kind of make him sound like a baby. But the fact that he's like oh yeah yeah parallax team of the steam is broken and yeah did, did, I was oh, like I was like. <laughs> Who is this? Like, this is so insane. Cute. Um, He's adorable. And then going back to the flashbacks, yeah, we see like ah, oh dang, I lost that war. So so here we go. Oh, Confirmation. You did a quick search? Yeah, I did. So Sean Gunn once again provided the on-set motion capture for the character while also voicing young Rocket. Really. Cooper also voiced Adolescent Rocket. Okay, Adolescent Rocket. While Noah Raskin voiced Baby Rocket. Uh, so there's three. Three. So <laughs> that's so funny. So Adolescent, he's the teen one. So Cooper is the one doing that oh, part. Oh, wow. And doing the chalkboard part, whereas a Baby Baby was doing the Baby version, and then Sean Gunn was doing the Younger oh, so, Rocket. So Bradley did the, and what's yeah. the sky? Yeah. That's the rocket. sky. Uh, rock. I was like, oh, oh my I god! I, like, I think I immediately I started like, crying. <laughs> I started crying. I was like, oh no! And then, in, and then in these um, flashbacks, you see the the friendship developed. Yeah. Between Rocket, Lila. Yeah. Teeps. Tooth. Teeps. Is it teeps? Teeps. Oh, but T e e f s. Teeth. And floor. Floor, yeah. And we know, uh, I, don't, I can't remember all of the actors off the top, except we know that Linda Cardellini plays Lila. Yeah, and then it's um, Chaudry, uh, oh, Asim Chaudry. Yes. Voices Teeths the Walrus. Yes. And then Michaela Hoover voices Floor the Rabbit, who, of course, um, from pe- for people who remember volume one, she was one of the Nova Corps um, girls with the tablet <laughs> and she pops up in a lot of James's movies because yeah. they're, they're friends in real life but I can't remember if she was in volume two she might have I don't, I don't know she might have been a bot or something but yeah so she made I, a return I want to say like the, the development of that friendship of those four throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie and it was only being done through the flashbacks obviously yeah I thought it was I, I thought it was just grow, grown so well yeah, I was so like good. I am Invested. loving yeah. and investing in these characters mm-hmm. just well one their voices are just so like how can you not love them especially floor oh my floor god killed me when james announced who was voicing everybody and then he said linda was was lila yeah i was like oh my god because i love linda cardellini yeah as a rule but and her voice is like fantastic. her voice as lila was oh my so, gosh I, I felt i felt yeah the like what's the word i felt like the the gentleness of it yeah i felt the the empathetic of it yeah. and i was like yeah 
the empathy of it and i was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh mm-hmm. these these four yeah these yeah it's just i lost it i know and so yeah spoiler alert <laughs> when as rocky was escaping figured out how to escape no figured less. out how to escape by the way yeah. as an adolescent mm-hmm. a young adolescent and his three friends die yeah that broke me and i was like I was like, oh, this is one of those moments right now. I was yeah. like, oh my God. Well, that's the crazy thing, right? Because I didn't even think that was going to happen. I didn't see that at all. I just thought that they were all going to have to get pushed back into the cage and then they would exterminate them somehow. But the fact that they got caught in the crossfire yeah. and it's then died that way. Yeah. It's awful because first Lila gets killed because of Hyla evolutionary. Yeah. And then his minions come in oh, and then shoot up the other, the other two. And then like the fact that he just like turns around and they're just like, and like the, floor was like collapsed in her little <sighs> chair thing. And then Teeves is just like, yeah. And, oh, then, so and then Rocky just screaming. Yeah, I was like, Oh yeah. my yeah. gosh. And then suddenly of course, and it pulls all together because you're like, I, you know, at least for me, when they're showing the flashbacks and they show that Chuck is like pretty much normal, right? He looks like a normal yes. human being. And then, you know, in, in present day. Yeah. Versus present day where he's clearly got his face like tightened up and you're just like, what is how that? did that happen? Is that, but I, to me, I thought it was like, is that an evolutionary choice of some sort? Maybe. Yeah. So I was thinking then, too. And but he- then they explained to you very clearly, like, Oh no, he had to get that done because Rocket jacked him up. His face <laughs> yeah. looked insane, probably. Which is fantastic. And yeah. And and Oh god, I'll get into this thing. Gross. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, this is another thing where, you know, it's 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 comparable to Kang, right? It's like, how do you take a comic book character that has a very, very specific look? You know, like in Kang's Kang's case, he's purple and he's like blue, blue yes, or green yes. and depending on what day it is you know and it's very much his skin and he's got this helmet thing and it's like how do you make that look realistic and i think you know like at least at this stage they did an incredible job with the high evolutionary in particular because it looks so organic like in every way of the word and um you know they they, they were able to flawlessly kind of pay homage to how he looks in the comics and then bump it up to what makes sense for the MCU, especially when it comes to Rocket and that whole incident, um, which was, you know, incredibly visceral. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a wild, what a wild, you know, scenario for that little raccoon have to go through uh-huh. and then thankfully get out of. I mean, we've been talking about Rocket a lot actually right now. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the core. Obviously, that's the core of the movie is saving Rocket. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, you need to figure out his background and his story. And, you know. Yeah. Which, um, which of course, you know, to backtrack is like, it's an interesting way that they even like how they introduce that. Because like, okay, so Warlock crashed and he failed to retrieve him, whatever. They get him back and then they try to use the med pack on him. And then it fails. Fritz's, yeah, yeah. It fails because of his mechanisms. And then he's got a kill switch on because of the high evolutionary. And so then the, you know, the fact that the guardians were able to, to realize, okay, we need to unlock this, like quite literally, you know, from inside, they have to unlock his system to allow him to not have the kill switch thing. And so like, I thought the way that they introduced that whole arc and then yes, involving 
<laughs> the um, the sovereign and what part they play yes. in all of that. Just interlinking stories. Yeah, because there was it was absolutely easy to derail. Like they had multiple opportunities to completely derail the film. And I think he, Gunn was able to really play it out very smoothly. I thought, I agree. Yeah. Like the writing of it was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even getting like figuring stuff out about the other, like, like the other guardians too. Yeah. Like we got more backstory, like emotional backstory on like Mantis on, mm-hmm. on Drax mm-hmm. and even Gamora, who's mm-hmm. not, Gamora, Gamora, yeah, but so she's Gamora being reintroduced to her. It was very interesting. Yeah, like she's the leader of the Ravagers, yeah. and like that's and she's just a totally different, incredible. She's a completely different, totally character. different Gamora. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like Peter is trying to like, yeah. like, hey, like we used to, and she was like, whoever yeah. that was, yep. I'm not her. Mm-hmm. So stop. Yeah, and and you know, as badly as I of course wanted that back, I thought. It's so it paid so much more, um, so it it played such a bigger part. Not having them get come back together, yeah, because it 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 doesn't have to be. It even even though it's a perfect ending, it didn't have to be a happy one. Yeah, in so many ways, right? Like it was. It made sense for those two very specific characters in that point in their lives, and I think he did a great job by doing that because anybody else. They would have brought him back They would have brought him back together. Yeah. She would have given him a chance. She would have stayed. She wouldn't have, you know, sacrificed her family. Because, of course, that's the overarching theme of Guardians, right? Yeah. And James has always emphasized that. It's, it's, it's about the family. It's about the chosen family that they have become. And so I love that, at least for me, I, I caught on very quickly that he's like, ah, he's setting the tone that she's like a ravager. She's chosen to be. A ravager, no different than Gamora, the other Gamora, yeah, chose to be a guardian, and so to take that away from her just for the sake of Peter Quill, because it wouldn't let's be face like it, her, yeah, he does have a gaping hole in yeah. his soul that he needs to fill that isn't Gamora shaped necessarily. It's yes. it's it's just a bunch of problems, <laughs> yeah, that you know, it's childhood drama basically. And so it did them a great service both as for both characters to, to do what he did. And I like really appreciate that. Like people are constantly asking me and I'm like, why are you asking me? I don't want to tell you. And they're like, did you love it? And I was like, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> and they're like, is it like everything you wanted and more? I was like, no, it's awful. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, it's I the worst movie I've ever seen in my you. life. <laughs> Because I can't tell anybody. I yeah. can't tell somebody like, oh, it was really great, Gamora and Peter. Like, no, because yeah. none of that happens. It's it's not a happy ending, but it's the perfect one. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I really, as much as I love and adored and learned to adore the original Gamora, I do appreciate this one for what she is, but she couldn't feel more separate. Like, yeah. it's they're very, they're drawing the line very clear. Like, this is not the same girl. It's not the same girl, yes. period. And how Peter copes with that is painful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just painful. Um, and then like just we're on uh, tailing on like backstories of the Guardians. I love uh Mantis and Drax yeah. like backstory, like yeah. from, from the beginning of their story to to how it ends in the movie, mm-hmm. where Mantis she's kind of been quote unquote punching bag. Yeah. of the guardians mm-hmm. you know like she's very because she's she's an empath right yep. and so 
she's easy to yell at, but she's also she has this like na- not just naive nature to her. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, she still has a good heart. She looks out for other people. Mm-hmm. She cares about other people. And so I love that like she's able to stand up to Nebula. Yeah. And even when when Nebula's because ne- Nebula's scary and mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so she, the fact that, you know, Mantis was what it was able to stand up to her and be like, look, you do this, you do this all the time. What, what about you ever thought about how we feel? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love Drax, too backstory yeah. so basically at the end, like towards the end like mantis you know she, at the end she's um well, she's come to realization too she was like i lived my life mm-hmm. whatever ego wanted me to do mm-hmm. live my life with whatever the guardians wanted to do mm-hmm. but i think it's time for me to find out what i want to do mm-hmm. and i'm like yes queen <laughs> do it well, yeah because you know her ent- the entirety of her presence in the films has yeah it's been exactly that she's just like sort of this innocent little almost harmless guardian yes that drax has more or less become like a father figure too in a lot of ways and he looks over her and sure they they punch they punch each other with jokes and and the, it's all haha and funny games and stuff but you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, she's very, as an empath, she's very absorbent of her surroundings. And so she does understand how Drax feels when Nebula is the way Nebula is and the way Nebula Nebula, Nebula can be and and just how the Guardians treat each other in general. Yeah. Very, very much so. And I think because of that, she feels everything a thousand times more, right? Of course, because of her yes. powers too. And so for her to finally build up over not only the course of the film, but like the course of her time since she's made her debut in volume two, it's been an interesting growth process because she really made some jumps in volume three, but they still feel like normal, like they don't feel forced at all. Like yeah. it does feel right for her. And I am glad that at the end, like, she really does kind of cut the cord. Like the fact that Drax was so willing, like I will come with you because you need someone to protect you. And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she's able to identify like, no, this is, we can't do that. That's the whole problem. Yeah. And, and as much as it pains her, you know, as much like very similarly to Peter and Gamora, like as much as it pains her, she still is able to, to walk away. Yeah. With the three Orloni or the, what is it, Orloni? Orloni? Yeah, they're the Orlonis, I think. The the big giant space creatures. Yes. <laughs> Wait, no, they're not Orloni. What are they called? Oh my gosh. I'm going to hate myself for not remembering this. I forget, but they eat batteries. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, God, I'm going to, this is going to kill me now. But I have to look it up. Yeah, go ahead. On the flip side of Mantis, then like going back to Drax, like she's, he was like, oh, I'll go with you. You need someone to protect you. That goes to show Drax's character, and then Nebula says this. I think mm-hmm. I might, I could be wrong. We can fact check myself on Friday when we see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, the obelisk, yeah, yeah. Uh, the obelisk, obelisks, yeah, and that uh, that Drax is not just a destroyer. Mm-hmm. He would make a great father. Yeah, and you were that, destined to be a great father. Yeah, or and that like was that. his yeah. role. Like you know, since he can't go, he's not going with Mantis, so mm-hmm. he's staying on nowhere. And like all those kids mm-hmm. that he can connect to mm-hmm. um, that were imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, like, I feel like every guardian got like an amazing like ending, an yeah. ending that's fitting for them. You know, Nebula was this 
mean, cruel, dark, Mm -hmm. you know, second favorite daughter of Thanos. (laughs) Just trying to impress, trying to impress him all the time. And Mm -hmm. now she's become her, her own person. Um, and now she's like basically the leader of nowhere. Like she wants to, yeah, she wants to take care of the town as she said. Yeah. And that's (laughs) crazy. I would have never imagined her saying that two movies ago. Yeah. Well, because like, you know, she's always, you know, she's always been in the shadow, right? Like no one's actually entrusted her to do anything or treated her like she was, um, competent enough, especially when it came to Thanos, let alone Gamora, you know? And so now she's, she's really been entrusted by, the guardians and the people of nowhere, they look up to her in a way that she's never experienced before. Yeah. And she handles it like a champ. And she's also powerful enough to, to like protect them. You yes. know, like that arm, that sick yes. arm that rocket has made her is like insane. T2000 stuff. It's like enhanced nanotechnology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so, uh, I wanted to double back a bit, you know, speaking of the children and the high evolutionary and all that stuff, the counter earth, that high evolutionary created that was basically an earth planet, but with anthropomorphic animal people. Yes. (laughs) So um, that, that was a trip because, you know, of course this plays into Peter Quill's backstory, which I think has always been kind of like an underlying question, right? Like why hasn't Peter Quill gone back to earth? And so I love that they really do kind of, dip the toe in with counter earth and he's like tripping out and he's like what the, there's cars there's yeah. like regular you know like it's so bizarre and almost like a 70s era yeah of a town pretty much yeah yeah right um and then you know of course also introducing the mcu's first f-bomb yeah which was incredible i was like i was like whoa <laughs> So if you're joining us for first fridays if you come up to our table and say shut the fucking door We'll give you a prize. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> from from our Coachella, our Coachella Guardians of the Galaxy uh, batch of stuff. Um, yell it to our face. Yell like it to our face. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to underscore it with like. Oh, also, Peter Quill said that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, to to kind of, and, they, and again, it's like James has this wonderful way of seeding things right be it in one film or over a course of films yeah he's a very very authentic very trademark way of doing that and so when he started to thread in okay i'm gonna this is how peter's gonna react on a like earth and this is what they're gonna do and so of course all that chaos ensues and then we see the demise of aisha of course and i mean can we go back to the fact of like how (laughs) cruel uh the high evolutionary yeah like what like was he was just like do you have the asset? Yeah. Do you have rocket? Yeah. Cool, let's go. Yeah. And he, his ship leaves and yeah. his ship was literally holding that planet together. Yeah. And then they're like, let's leave. And then everybody just dies. Everyone dies. You see the whole planet die. Yeah. And I was like. It's so messed up. Oh my God. Yeah. It's and cruel. then yeah, you see Aisha from Aisha, the Sovereign yeah. die. Yeah. So, that so t- there's that, no queen now. So the, there, yeah, oh, she's, yeah, she's gone. That affects Warlock. Yep. Because uh, she was more or less his mother. And so that's really sad too. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Well, he just lost the his high mother. evolutionary does yeah. not care. He does not give up. <laughs> In the words of Rocket, <laughs> he wasn't trying to fix the world. Yeah. He he was he just hated how it was. Yeah. 
something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so counter earth was wild. Um, that entire sequence I thought was really fantastic too. Like it was kind of like, you think, you know, what's going to happen. And then I know at one point when Quill and, uh, when Quill and Rocket got off the ship and then Nebula, Mantis and Drax got on the ship. I literally like went, Ugh. I was like, of course, <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> But then, of course, they they unleash the second, you know, like layer to that, which yeah. is all the children. Imprisoned children. These imprisoned, perfect, quote unquote, perfect evolutionary children that the high evolutionary has has concocted and and kept. And all they say is pub pub or jub jub, jub jub, yeah. jub jub. Yeah. And they speak a very unique language that does not translate. That was one of those loopholes that I thought I was like, oh, did he have did he leave a loophole there? Because, the, again, the, the guardians have these you know, implanted transmitters that yeah. translate everything. Yeah. And so for some reason they don't understand anybody that was on counter earth, let alone the Jub Jub kids. Yes. But Drax does. Drax does. <laughs> of all people. Drax knows their language and he was able to communicate with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe we attribute that to his, uh, fatherly instincts, exactly. but, yeah. but it's, it's really adorable and fantastic. And so Kaizen is the main kid uh, and I thought she did a fantastic job and she's the one that's named, I think she's Phyla, yes. um, which I, I, I text, texted Jeff this the other night. I was like, so Phyla is also Phyla Vell from the Captain Marvel, you know, universe of characters and Philo Vell is the daughter of Marvel. Oh. And so that's the original Captain Marvel, aka uh, Annette Benning's yes, yes. character. And I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of a reach. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a reach. Bit. Um, I don't think they're the same character, but still very cool. Um and then of course, uh, you know, like Kraglin. We haven't talked about Kraglin at we all. We haven't, yeah. Yeah, and and it's interesting for him too, because I think when did he implant the Mohawk. End of end of volume two. Was it the end of volume? Yeah. But did he implant it or was he just wearing it? Because I feel like he didn't implant it till later, but maybe I'm No, wrong. he was he was Was it full? It was, on yeah, in? because at the end I think one of the post credit scenes in volume two, he yeah. was trying to get He was the doing the, the thing, but I mean like was it like full on in his like skin? I think so. Yeah. Ooh, holy moly. So, so we definitely see a little more of that in this um volume. And he's still trying, he's still struggling to be as good as Yondu, which by the way, surprise Yondu, surprise, surprise Yondu cameo, which again, James Gunn speaks in technical, technical lies, right? Like he's like, oh no, I'm never bringing Rooker, I'm never bringing Yondu back. He's dead. He's dead. He's never going to be. Technically is. But he is dead. He he didn't bring him back at all. He was just a ghost, a figment of uh, Kraglin's uh, consciousness. It was really. It's in your heart, boy. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, it was pretty perfect. Actually. It was nice. Yeah, it was a nice climactic moment for the character because yeah, he had been struggling also um, throughout the film, and he kind of took a backseat for the for the most part, um, which I feel like is pretty consistent across all volumes and all all the films he's been in. He's there, but he's not there as prominently as the other characters, of course. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's also Rocket, so it's yeah. kind of like you don't want to work the man too hard. And then, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think I think he ended on a very good note as well. So too, like yeah. he figured it out. He figured out the arrow. Yeah. Like he's you know he's a guardian. After stabbing Nebula in the heart. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Um, and then other notable cameos, we actually have Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion. as one of the the guards yeah. on that 
ogre tech ogre tech planet yeah because uh you know of course initially he uh, master karja yes um, the ogos orgo sentry orgo sentry um, yes he he was supposed to be in volume one volume two yes and he ended up on a movie poster in a flash of like you know an ego's yeah yeah, slow, yeah, 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 yeah yeah like he's on that but that was it um so he finally got redemption as a full-fledged character um and those orgo sentries were pretty i mean was, that entire sequence is pretty funny um but the system override was pretty genius peter quill using his his very um characteristic moves on uh you know the gals to get his way yeah uh played by the rat catcher <laughs> um daniela melkor yeah 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 Mel- melchior melchior yeah um, as ura um she was fantastic too i really liked her yes i forgot how much i loved her in in suicide squad so yes. i was like wait that's 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 daniela um yeah i i thought that uh all those cameos were really fun um and then let's see who there's else? a oh james gunn's wife yeah. jennifer holland jennifer holland played uh, one of the, like the just the workers there yeah she uh i will say this um when she got shot in the leg <laughs> accidentally oh my god her scream it was so authentic i was like <laughs> wow i thought she really got i shot. was like 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 just like yeah. this this like like it's a proper reaction to getting accidentally shot yeah 100%. And I was, oh no, it wasn't accidentally, but Gamora like purposely shot her in the leg. Yeah. And then, but like her, to her surprise of getting shot was the most genuine thing I've ever seen of getting shot. It was kind like of Like there amazing. was like a second delay. Yeah. And then she's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh my God. It was incredible. I was like, God. <laughs> She was fantastic. I was like, wow, yeah, she, she is an actor. She really I love brought that. it. Yeah. <laughs> she really, really blur- brought it. Um, and I almost said blurp because I wanted to bring up oh, blurp. The blurp. The little blurp guy. He's a sweetie pie. So Adam Warlock's little pet um, <laughs> that he accidentally killed the owner of. The, the poor Ravager. Um, yeah, a little blurp is a sweetie pie. Um, that'll be cool to to, you know, maybe see a little more of that character somewhere in the ether. Um Oh my gosh, who else do we... Ha- oh, you know what? Big one. Cosmo, the space dog. Yes, Cosmo, <laughs> this played by... So cute. Oh, I know. You know her name, right? Maria Baklova. Yes! Mm, I loved <laughs> oh my Cosmo. God. She was so good. She was a good dog. Oh my God. <laughs> that the running whole- joke... <laughs> <laughs> genius the fact that like oh my it, like gosh. it just it would it bothered cosmo the whole movie <laughs> and that's the funny thing right it's like what are those things that you're like you know what it probably does bother dogs like yeah. when they hear it they're probably like oh i'm a bad dog it's like what? i don't want to be a bad like, dog can, can you just tell him to <laughs> tell and him they're I'm like not a they're like craglet <laughs> just tell him she's a good he's a good dog like <laughs> well i would no. I don't tell bad dogs that. And you're like, like, no, take it the back. And I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. So cute. Yeah. Like her voice is perfect. And that dog that they used, oh, I forgot his name. Yeah. He's a sweetie pie too. And like uh, a, the beautiful. Powerful. I, th- I think people, I think people might forget how powerful Cosmo is. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Te- Cosmo is a, as a telepath and a telekinetic. Uh, and so traditionally in, and I think they also examine this in the guardians game. 
um, he in 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 the game and in the comics, he's doesn't usually have that transmitter thing. Like yeah. it wasn't translating like it does like in the, in the film, but um, he's usually able to telepathically speak to people. Uh, and so he has that power as well as the telekinesis, which is essentially moving things with his brain. And so the fact that they displayed how powerful this poor little puppy is, like held, held, the, held the ship for that long. Yeah, held the ship. Pretty much played Jean Grey in X3, just in this yeah. version, and held the thing together. And then, you know, and the fact that like, I mean, that was another thing I loved. That whole climax was incredible um, because, you know, Mantis like running, they're all helping each other as, yeah. as the Guardians do. And so Mantis like running to, to Cosmo as she's about to collapse and like, you're a good dog, you're a strong dog. <laughs> and she's like, strong, I'm strong or whatever. I was like, oh my God. And These then, and then Cracklin's like, you are a good dog. Yeah. She's like, I know it. I know you didn't so mean cute. it. I loved it. Oh my God. Such a great dynamic. Uh, I was telling Dye this in the middle of the scene that was happening. Like, so they say that from the end of the movie, they, they're saving the kids that were in prison. And then Rocket goes and finds where all the animal test subjects are. And that, that was an emotional moment too. I was like, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God, my people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rocket exactly. was like, my people. Yeah. Um, and the guardians come in, they're like, Rocket, we need to go. Mm-hmm. And Rocket's like, we need to save. Like, oh, they're on the they're on the ship. And they're like, no, all of them, yeah. including the animals. Yeah. And then it's just like a pause of like, where is everybody? Yeah. And then they're just all running out with all the animals. <laughs> I and I was like, yo, this is, I was telling Dad, I was like, this is some Noah's Ark stuff right here. <laughs> exactly. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they said the higher life force. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> he was like, that guy especially was pulling on like a, with what looked like a giant like space warthog <laughs> yeah. onto the ship um, and then the monkey, onto nowhere like, just, yeah. like, just scratch it. I was like, you're like yeah, ah! yeah it was wild I mean I just and also of course the the classic moment you know officially that rocket finally saw the species that he that he is is and I didn't even realize that yeah they've never called him raccoon it's yeah. just rocket uh, it's, it, it was a it gave me it, it gave me scarlet witch vibes yeah it's very similar <laughs> right and so he oh you know of course Again, the way that James seeds things and also the running jokes of things that it, this this is a joke that stemmed from volume one. And and True. I'm not a raccoon. I'm not a trash panda. You know, all those, uh, all uh, these jokes. How, uh, there's also a joke where he's like, he's like, you're a raccoon. He's like, a what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like, I think my favorite bit is from volume two when, you know, like he's like, I'm not a raccoon. And he's like, oh, you're a trash panda, whatever he says. And he's like, is that, is that better? better? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's worse. It's so much, so much worse. worse. Yeah, exactly. And so for for Rocket to then, you know, in this moment of, you know, heroism, he opens up the cage and he's like, oh, yeah, screw this. I'm going to take Commonly all the kids known, yeah. and then looks at that and looks like, uh, what is it? Procyon Loader, um, which yeah. is Raccoon. Yeah. And so he's like, oh. And so, of course, which pays off at the very end. Where he says rocket raccoon for the like, first I time. Like, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I love that's it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you finally get rocket raccoon uh, in the MCU. Um, you know, and I just wanted to touch on some of the smaller cameos. Of course, Sylvester Stallone, um, back as Stakar, Ogard, um, as well as Michael Rosenbaum as Martin X. Um, there's a few characters that came back from the holiday uh, special as well. 
Although I don't think that Miley Cyrus came back as as her character. She didn't. No, I didn't. But you know who did? I mean, you have it right in front of you. Who? It was Tara Strong. Oh, yeah, Tara Strong. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, The movie is a lot of fun, guys. It's Uh, fantastic. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry a lot. Yeah. And then you're going to be happy. You're going to have a sense of of nostalgia. I know I did. Especially the the very ending song uh, Uh. gave me so much, so much, so much nostalgia. I was like freaking out in my seat. (laughs) Um. And then one last uh, Guardian we haven't talked about the ending of mm-hmm. was, oh, so basically the ending of the movie, Yeah, I, we, we reached that when we were talking about the, the saving of the animals and the life forms, mm-hmm. uh, obviously this is the end of the Guardians trilogy. So at the end of this movie, they actually disband, disband, yeah. break up, quote unquote, the mm-hmm. team, or it's just, mm-hmm. it's another, it's another, it's another version of the team yeah so the, this first version of the guardians mm-hmm. is done mm-hmm. um and i would even say this is the th- second or third because ten, the initial yeah. initial five from volume one but they've only added they've never yeah, taken away exactly they've, they've just except for two, yondu right yeah of course in version two with mantis of course yes and nebula and then now with cosmo and Kraglin more full time. Yeah. Yeah. And so at the end, they kind of have and this. And Gamora. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have this, you know, circle. Look at this. Bunch of idiots standing a bunch in a of circle. Yep. As usual. <laughs> brought it back. They brought it back. Um, but this time they're disbanding. And like we said earlier, based on uh, Mantis and Drax and um, Nebula's, like how how they are leaving off. Um, I think Peter was the first one to bring up that he needs mm-hmm. to step away. Mm-hmm. And then once Peter decided to step away, mm-hmm. uh, Mantis too. Mm-hmm. I forget their siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, Drax. I love that they don't harp on it too much. Like they did it. They took care of it in the holiday special. Yes, got it rid of it, and they don't make it a huge part except for when they're picking. They're like each other. He's your brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nebula taking care of the Nebula taking care of the town, mm-hmm. and then but it was Rocket that was like what like yeah. who's gonna yeah who's gonna you mm-hmm. know guard the galaxy yeah and then peter's like well it's yep. always this always has been like a you thing yep. captain yep and then rocket's like oh yep well yeah and it's like the first time that he doesn't consider himself captain right because that uh, yet again another joke or running theme that james so, has had throughout yeah. the film is that rocket has always fought to be captain or fought to be like my ship it's my ship it's my ship and, you know, here he is finally at the end of this trilogy um, and throughout what they've been through over the course of six fil- films. And he doesn't even see it right in front of him like, hey, no, buddy, you're the you're the captain now. <laughs> like, it's you. It's yeah. all you. And so um, he shepherds the new wave of Guardians, which is more or less comprised of uh, Adam Warlock, Cosmo, Phyla, Kraglin, Blurp even and of course giant king alpha Groot which is monstrous version of himself which is very similar to the comic books oh that's crazy yeah he's gigantic oh I think another thing we speaking of Groot we forgot to Hmm. mention yeah he doesn't just say yeah he doesn't say so well that's the thing right it leaves it to interpretation yeah is it is it us just hearing what they hear for once or does he factually say I love you guys 
I've never that's I've, I've, I've never heard something so jarring in my life. <laughs> it's like what I was the like, hell? The, like literally the whole the whole crowd audibly was like, like screamed, <laughs> like audibly gasped. Yeah, we we're like, yeah. what? Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we'll get to those new guardians, but then we have Quill, mm-hmm. his decision to to return leave, to leave the guardians and return to earth mm-hmm. and find his grandpa which honestly like that is something i've like i didn't realize i was waiting for for so long yeah i i'd always felt like he maybe he would never go back because yeah he said it himself he's like why would i ever want to go back that's where my mom died yeah. you know and and it was, was like yeah but but you do have family there like and so for them to really tie it back and bring him back home to that very um place and the fact that his grandfather was still alive yes i think yeah i think that that, that was uh, the more surprising thing yeah. for me that he was alive he was still alive yeah but i'm glad that he is mm-hmm. yeah very sweet um it was just for me when i saw that and like quill at walking earth yeah i was like wow this is mm. this is something i didn't know mm-hmm. i wanted to see and we'll probably I was going to eat my words in a bit. I was like, we probably won't see that. But yeah, <laughs> the very last post credit scene, we mm-hmm. see Star-Lord or we see Quill and his grandpa just having breakfast mm-hmm. at the table. I know. It's so weird seeing Peter Quill in like sneakers. Yeah. Just, you know, a, a regular morning, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then the screen goes white and it says the legendary Star-Lord. Yes. Will return. <laughs> So and everyone crazy. was like, ooh, yeah, what? Dude. Someone got a solo film. Like, or a series. Something. I don't know. He got a solo, though. That's yeah. A so- that's a hundred. That's what that cover is from. That's from the legendary Star-Lord. So. Oh. Yeah. That's so the name I of the just, comic. Yeah. I just okay. pointed to my comic book cover from Chris Anka. And yeah, that's number two. But. But yeah, that's that that's that comic book. And so the legendary Star-Lord, of course, in the MCU sense, has always been Peter Quill's like alias, right? Like every time you see it on screen yeah. or something, um, even in the volume two, like promotional materials, it was always tagged as the legendary, um, the legendar- legendary outlaw. Uh-huh. And so um, the fact that they would just actually do that and, and kind of put the legendary Star-Lord now will return is kind of a, that's a big deal dude because yeah it very much means it's not just star lord will return it's the legendary star lord will, will return and so there's there's a lot of meaning behind those exact words so yeah i'm very much i think that they're gonna do either a full-fledged film or a full-fledged series that's just about peter quill and maybe he's still on earth maybe it's the earth then catapulting him back to space somehow yeah i'm interested how yeah. they approach it because i was telling ty i was like that's interesting because i don't see anyone else i would i personally wouldn't want anyone else touching mm-hmm. peter quill slash star lord mm-hmm. unless it was james gunn yeah like so, that's just my opinion no, for sure and i think i think uh you know pratt has been very vocal that you know, as long as it was either the Russos or Gunn, he would be 100% down for anything. So the fact that he's willing to do something else unless, that might Unless not- it's either, unless one of the situations where you get you find a director that um, maybe the studio and Pratt yep. can trust. Yep. And then you have Gunn EP it. Mm-hmm. 
but that's also really tough because like James is like as of as of after this Friday mm-hmm. when the movie comes out yep he's full on DC mode yep. at least for the next five years yep you know what I mean so it's like I don't know that's just me how they go about it that means someone agreed to it yeah you know Pratt agreed to it James yeah. was, gave I'm the okay. I'm so intrigued. And I, I think that they'll they'll release more about it eventually because yeah. officially crowds are crowds are finding out. And so by the end of Thursday, if not Friday itself, it's going to be everywhere. And so people are going to be asking. And so now I'm going back and watching the interviews. And so when people are like, so, or, you know, like, does this really mean the end for you? Is this the end for you as Peter Quill? And he's like, oh, you know. Well, I'd be, I, you know, I'm definitely open to exploring more. <laughs> it's like, ah, you tricky little fox. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He knew, you know, because he already knows. Chris Pratt is killing it this he's year, He's killing huh? it. He's, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's constantly winning as far as, you know, his entertainment goes. So, um, but yeah, you know, like, so, you know, that that's the next stop for Star-Lord, Star what, what it is and who it entails and all that. We'll never know. It is truly, he can be, it, Anything. it's endless. Yeah, it yeah. could be anything so, no idea but i want to see that suit i want to see yeah that, that would suit. be cool <laughs> it's blue and um, white but i want to see it yeah but yeah excited for that yeah. I, I was surprised to see that i was like i was like oh mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. um definitely didn't expect it i definitely i, I no didn't idea. expect that either it was a very happy surprise for yeah. me <laughs> um and then back to the new guardians mm-hmm. which i was also saying i don't know if we'll ever see them again mm-hmm. because obviously they said like Obviously, this is a different iteration of Guardians. Yeah. So who knows if we'll ever see that iteration again on yeah. screen? Like we said, it was, it was Groot, Kraglin, um, Cosmo, Rocket, Adam Warlock, and Phyla. Phyla, and uh, Blurp. And yes, <laughs> uh, that just seeing them all on screen together mm. in that post-credit, mid-credit scene, I mm. was like, "Ooh, this looks especially, especially." Adam Warlock. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see him again. Yeah. I'm sure we will because he's too powerful he's of too a character yeah. to like not get. But like I said. Because they could easily tie him into Celestials and Eternal yes, stuff. Yes. But like now, like with all these movies coming out, it's very, very hard for mm. everybody that you want that fan that you want to explore every single character mm-hmm. that is, you know, like presented on screen. Like Warlock is definitely one of those people where you're like, mm mm-hmm. We need to see him because he is yeah. incredibly powerful. Yeah. And well, that's the wild thing, right? Because the the jewel that is imprinted on his forehead in the comics that used to be the soul stone. Oh. So it was a big deal. And so like one of my one of my hard, hard like theories when Infinity War had come out, I was like, what if what if an endgame like it's Adam Warlock and he comes and he saves Gamora and you know, like from the soul world and all this stuff. But of course, the gem took a completely different journey in yeah. the MCU. And so now it's just some little thing. I don't know if it's a stone, if it's a little yeah. fragment of metal, whatever it is. And so yeah, the character has taken on a whole new life. Um, in this version of himself, so it's it's very curious because yeah, he he as well can he can, anything can happen to this he kid. He is he could be he, anywhere. He almost killed Rocket. <laughs> he almost man. killed all of them. Like that's insane. I thought <laughs> yeah. I thought Drax was. I was like, oh yo, he's beating the crap out of Drax. Oh, right I thought now. for sure he killed Drax. I thought for sure he was gonna kill him. So I don't know, like how how will we will see this new version of Guardians yeah. ever on screen? Like I said, with 
with the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars coming up in a couple years. Yeah. Literally anything and anyone can pop up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope fans aren't like mad when certain people don't pop up. Like, yeah. like there's so many characters. Yeah. Like even I'm like, holy crap. Even in this, in this, in this, in this, in Guardians Three, mm-hmm. like, oh my god, there's a lot of characters, a lot of people. In the but everyone got equal screen time, yeah. I think, and yeah. equal, like nobody equal, felt shorted. Yeah, but oh my gosh, you mm-hmm. know, with the High Evolutionary, with 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 Cosmo and mm-hmm. Kraglin and Rocket, man, like everybody, mm-hmm. Warlock, the Sovereign, the o- Ogre Tech, Ogre Tech mm-hmm. Planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this movie, it really. <laughs> Oh the oh the part where I cried the most. Yeah. Um was when Rocket was about to die. Yeah, for sure. And he was like, I'm ready to can I oh, join? Oh I know. And so he like very quickly, you know, he, he sees Lila and Teefs and, and Floor. Yeah. He was like, Can I join? And you I guys? knew that that was gonna happen. I was like, Oh no, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. He's like, I think I'm ready to go now. And then she's like, Okay. And then she's like, But not yet. She's like, Stop. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. You're, you, you still have purpose left. And I was like, I was like, uh, <laughs> I know. I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, It's like one of those moments that is a very commonly used trope as far as like the the between of life and death goes right like the white light and all that good stuff and seeing that one loved one and then seeing the other loved ones and and how badly he wants to just be free right yeah and so i think the very clever thing that they have done with the marketing for this film is that they kept pushing it like oh let's just take one more you know what is it we all go into the sky together right we'll go into the sky yeah into the forever right and so everybody's <laughs> under the impression that he means the guardians it's like no he means his original family and and how their fate panned out and how he almost just like goes for it because he's like you know what yeah that's where i belong and it's like well not not quite not yet. yet not yet yeah. finally got the scene where we found where in the trailer like when quill was like yeah, screaming. screaming. I was like, I was like, who is he yeah. hovering over? Yeah. And it was Rocket. Yeah. But he was about to die. Yeah. I think that's he when was I, he was practically dead. He was practically, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like that's where I was like starting to lose it. I was like, I was like, oh no. Dude. I was and, like And also, I mean, not to like discredit, well, one thing is that it's amazing that they've really articulated that they're best friends. That I think that's really awesome because, yeah. like, from that's the my first best film, friend. we have to yeah, save my best friend, the best friend, and then Gosh. which is really sweet because it did really start to build up from number two, right? They had a really they had a they had a few problems, but you know, like yeah. one of the cutscenes at the end was was them flying together, you know, with the jetpacks, and that was really sweet. And so, of course, it's built up over the course of of that film, and then all the way up to now, and then of course, you know, I was going to say, and Peter Quill's death for the record. Oh my god! I was like I was so like, uncomfortable. No. I was like, no. Is this, I, I was like, is this, thought he died. I was like, is this the death that they're gonna? They're I thought doing he this died. Movie? I thought 100 percent he died. I was like, oh my god! The and I was like, no one can go to him. No one can say. Like, who the fuck? Yeah. I didn't know that there was one person who can, but I was like, he's. I don't know where he is. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And it was it was Warlock. Didn't even think of like him. Like as soon as I started to see like his face puff up, and I was like, I was like, oh. That's why I was like, he's gone. I was like, he's, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Because that's what happens to you when you die in space. Mm. It's really gross. But he was there out yeah. just enough. Yeah. And Adam saves him. 
with the the the, the portrait of Adam like homage again with oh, the, the hands. Oh, the ha- oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And which I guess James has done officially twice now. I don't know if he did it in volume two, but he definitely did it in one with uh with the final fight with uh you know against Ronan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now this one, um, which is really clever and and something he loves to do. Um, yeah, I just, I genuinely thought he was a goner and I thought, you know, like going back, of course, like volume one, going back for his freaking Zune, right? He Like the Walkman, you know, but this time it was for the Zune and then which we come to learn, of course, is because he was getting it for Rocket. Yes. Which is like, oh my God, <laughs> like one layer after another, they're just like, you yeah. hurt? Hold on, we're, we're still yeah. going. And I just think the ending <laughs> of the of the the movie, like I brought yeah. up uh, earlier, yeah. just where he plays the zune mm-hmm. across the whole like um, the city, the town. Yeah, and it's um, Florence and the Machine. <laughs> Florence and the Machine. Yeah, and it was it's just like the most perfect book ending song. Yeah. Um, like if that song was played at the end of the movie yeah. in the early two thousands, it's like okay, that's corny and that's mm-hmm. typical. Yeah, yeah. But it plays here at the end of guardians three and i'm like nostalgia yeah. and just pure bliss yeah and so that's the great word for it is bliss yeah it's just like we just almost died and our planet almost just you know was gone yeah but uh we're rebuilding and i'm gonna play this song and yeah it's just like you leave the theater just feeling very joyful and happy. Which, by the way, that song came out in two thousand eight. Eight. So it's fifteen years old. Dang! Wow. Yeah, you you put <laughs> you smack you slap that song yeah. in any two thousand tens romantic comedy yeah. or coming yeah. of age story. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's corny, that's typical. Yeah. But here, it yeah. just it just eject, ejected like so much just like a ama- serotonin yeah yeah serotonin <laughs> it was great word. and everybody's yeah. dancing nebula's dancing awkwardly uh <laughs> <laughs> she's so good she's um, so good yeah the movie is amazing guys yeah, it's fantastic you guys everyone needs to watch it if you're looking for the best two and a half hours yeah of your life all the headlines are right I think it really is like it's it's a perfect ending for a trilogy. I think it's, um, now, it's now, a great now, MCU film. Now like, that we've talked about it, I yeah. think it is my favorite trilogy. Yeah, for I sure. I think it has to be. I think so too. It's I think it's certainly if it like for you or for anybody that isn't me, <laughs> that isn't hundred percent Guardians biased. I think it's if it's not your favorite, you can at least agree it's definitely the strongest because yeah. it's very cohesive in every way. Like Easily. he didn't leave anything. Un, unmentioned you know like even even to the to the point where Gamora and Peter are parting ways you know like she she just she doesn't leave him completely wounded right she's like oh you two must have had a lot of fun huh and yeah he's like you have no idea yeah and like the fact that that's her breaking point with him like that's the cutting of the cord with him and he he can they can just separate like it's not like an abrasive like she's just gonna leave him just to to scorn him you know what i mean but they did it in a a very good way that like of course it hurts but it's what had to be done yeah perfectly done and it was great and it's a polar opposite from from the fights and all the intensity that they've endured throughout the entire entirety of the film so the way that james like sent everybody off was like really fantastic so so yeah you know it's 
it's kind of wild to have like my favorite franchise of the MCU also have such a strong trilogy like that. I, it's, think, I think it's the strongest. It's there's like nothing I could have asked for. The perfect more. start and the yeah. perf- perfect per- bookend. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because you know, like like I said, you know, near the top of the show, if they had gotten back together as much as I would have wanted that, I know that doesn't make sense. It wasn't right. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so bravo to James Gunn. Yeah. My God. Go watch it. Go <laughs> watch it, it again. <laughs> run, run it up. We're <laughs> yeah. watching it. Yep. Again. Yes, we are at the fan event, and I'm knocking on wood that somebody will show up. Um. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get somebody. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. Is that it? I think so. Oh my goodness, y'all. So that's the end of the show. Um, for our uh, next episode, <laughs> um, you know, with, with Guardians, of course, breaking hearts left and right, we will officially embark on one of my favorite characters in recent years, Gamora. Oh Woo! my God, finally. <laughs> I feel We've like been waiting. I keep feeling like she's the last one, but we still haven't we haven't even touched half the the, the group yet. Yeah. So, you know, with Gamora, uh, you know, like she is more or less her her tenure in the in the films is over, you know, more or less. Like she's done. So this yeah. is a great time to actually talk about her and the character and revisit some of her moments in the films. Um, but yeah, you know, dang, that's it. So, that's so we'll we'll have Gamora next up, and yeah. then. Um, so thanks for listening. Woo! A weird Groot salute to Nats, Katie, Sherry, Andrew, Joliz, Ashley, Ed, Jenny, the Rackner, Tyler, Robin, Melanie, Andrea, Claire, Ariel, Eve, and Laura. Uh, follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. If you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. And be sure to drop in and see us at any gems yes. first Fridays. Good. Cop your ticks. Visit <laughs> in us. June. Say hi. Yes. Uh, once again, thanks for listening. And we will catch y'all in the next one. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. And we'll kill anyone who gets in our way. No, not kill anyone. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad.